Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Christy Sumer, the founder and CEO of the Ethical Fashion Brand Encircled, host of this podcast, business coach and business mentor, and now officially a paid speaker. Yes, that's right. I've got my first major speaking gig coming up in June. I will be providing some details on that as it comes up. It's a pretty big conference that's going to be free and has Arlene Dickinson from Dragon's Den in Canada headlining in it. So I will definitely circle back and share those links to register for that conference. It has a great lineup and also you can register for, there's a group session with me that you can register with for free basically to pick my brain for 45 minutes. I'll let you know more details on that as it comes up. Uh, Today, I'm going to shift gears a lot and talk about affiliate marketing. So this comes up quite a bit in the Facebook group. I've seen a lot of questions around like what platforms to use, how to run an affiliate program, how much to pay your affiliates, what percentage, how to find affiliates. And today's guest is going to answer all of those questions as deeply as he can in 30 minutes, because this is a 30 minute episode, but he's delivering massive value in this interview. And I'm going to share some of the links to his blog posts. And he's working on a course upcoming that would be a great fit, I think, for many of the listeners. Um, So I'll share that once it's available. He's launching it in July. So at data varying of this episode, it's not ready yet, but I'll definitely keep you posted. But I'm very excited to introduce to you today's guest. His name is Rick McGinnis. He is based out of New Jersey in the States, and he has been in affiliate marketing for almost a decade. So 10 plus years of affiliate marketing. So this guy knows his stuff. He's been managing affiliate programs for brands and believes that affiliate marketing is a really strong channel. He's the founder and president of Bearcat Media, affiliate marketing agency. Platform agnostic, they're all about driving the right results for each client. And he's recently run a whole event dedicated to affiliate management best practices, which I think he's going to give us a link to and a code so you can sign up for free. So massive value in this podcast. And then definitely check out the show notes for all the links to grab some of those amazing freebies from Rick. So here we go. Welcome to Brave and Boss, a podcast for the purpose-driven founder who wants to grow their e-commerce business. I'm your host, Christy Sumer. I'm the CEO and founder of the Ethical Fashion Line Encircled, a conscious business coach and passionate about helping you break through your limits and build a brand that matters. Let's do this. Okay, everybody, I'm really excited to introduce you to today's guest because we've never had anybody on the podcast talking about this topic. And I know it often comes up, especially in our Facebook group for Brave and Boss Entrepreneurs. So please welcome the founder of Bearcat Media, Rick McGinnis, to the show to talk all about affiliate marketing. Welcome, Rick, to the podcast. Hi, good morning, Christy. How are you? I'm good. So let's kick it off and maybe you can start off with a quick intro. So who are you? What do you do? And why do you do what you do? Well, it's not the most exciting story, but again, I'm Rick McGinnis, the founder of Bearcat Media. We are an affiliate management agency. So we basically run affiliate programs for brands small to large. I didn't want to get into affiliate marketing per se uh, initially. It just happened accidentally. I was an unemployed pharmaceutical sales representative back about a decade ago. I had a baby on the way, needed to figure out a way to make some money because my wife was going to be out of work for a while. Mm -hmm. And I looked online how to make money online. Affiliate marketing kept coming up. Mm -hmm. So I built my own affiliate website and I was reviewing baby products, specifically baby strollers. And what I would do is I'd I'd go to the stores, buy the strollers, review them, take pictures of them, and then return them. And then through like SEO and Google back 10 years ago, it was a little easier to rank quicker. And within a few months, I was making money 
with the reviews through Amazon. And then I decided that I wanted to explore the other side. So be on the brand side. And I just cold called a couple of agencies like myself and to see if they needed any help in managing programs. And I had one person say yes. Uh, I had no experience doing it and she took a chance on me. And from there, I worked for a couple other agencies and I started my own agency a few years ago. And yeah, that's pretty much how I got started in affiliate marketing. So you've been involved in affiliate marketing for 10 years. So that's a pretty long time in e-commerce years for sure. And I'm sure you've seen it evolve over that span of time, like every digital marketing tactic kind of does. So maybe we can start off at the beginning a little bit more and talk about the basics. Since a lot of our listeners don't necessarily have an affiliate marketing program, maybe they've heard of it, or maybe they kind of have the beginnings of it. Can you tell us a little bit of like the affiliate marketing 101? So what is affiliate marketing and how does it work? To put it simply, affiliate marketing is getting a group of independent marketers that are not on your payroll, so to speak. The, the independent marketers will go out and promote your product for a piece of the sale or a commission. So you only pay for performance. So only when a sale occurs is when you pay. So that's why a lot of brands love this model because it's very low risk and it can really help businesses scale quicker than other channels like social media and like Facebook ads and Google ads. So affiliate marketing is simply a relationship-based marketing channel that rewards independent marketers for putting in hard work for getting a piece of the sale. And that, that's the simplest way to put it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of brands struggle with it just because they don't understand how it works. And there's not a lot of education out there for them to guide them into setting it up and then and once it's set up, what to do. So that's why affiliate marketing has kind of been the channel that's not been talked about a lot. It's just because there's just not a lot of people that are willing to provide education on it and show brands why it's really important. And in my opinion, it probably is the number one marketing channel to get the most bang for your buck, really. It's a no-brainer, really. If you're willing to put some time and effort into it and you pay for only performance, there's no reason why any brand with an e-commerce store shouldn't be doing it. I mean, that's so interesting to hear that it's your number one marketing channel. And I feel like for my brand and circle, it's definitely underutilized right now. It's only about one to 2% of our revenue. So it's very low performance, but I feel like we really struggle to scale that channel. So maybe you can tell me a little bit about with like an e-commerce business or any business kind of looking at getting started in affiliate marketing, like what do they actually need? Do they need like software or a mailing list? Like how does one actually start to set up the framework of an affiliate program? Well, the first thing is you need to have a product that has been proven to have some kind of track record of selling. You don't want to go out there with a brand new product that hasn't sold much and expect affiliates to jump on board and promote it for you and expect sales from it. It's just not going to happen. But there's different types of platforms or software you can use for your affiliate program. I'm not sure which one you use, but there's networks like Rakuten and CJ mm -hmm. and ShareASale. Those are the bigger ones. Those are ones that it's kind of like an all-in-one shop for you. So they handle all the tracking, they handle all the payments for you. A lot of them nowadays have like affiliate recruitment built into it. So they have a database of affiliates you can reach out to broken down by vertical. Those are typically more expensive. And when you're starting an affiliate program and you don't really have a huge budget, that's probably not your best option. So there's other softwares out there that are more in line with the budget friendly where it's like there's one called Refer. Version. Mm -hmm. 
they charge a monthly fee, but they don't take any percentage of sales where mm-hmm. the networks do. The networks usually take 20% of the sale right off the top. And then like there's other softwares that can hook up right to your stores. Like for example, if you have a Shopify store, there's an app called Affiliately and it just hooks up and there's a free version. But then once you start scaling, then there's a, a paid version, but it's, it's relatively inexpensive. I think it's under 20 bucks a month and that can get you started. And it provides all the basic like place to put like creatives, like banners, videos, things like that. It provides the affiliates with the tracking links. It provides up-to-date data on sales, clicks, and things like that. So it's not like your typical affiliate network, but they are just as effective. And once you start growing and scaling your affiliate program from those smaller platforms... Then you can scale up to the the networks and get a more robust solution and get more access to different types of affiliates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's such a good point. Definitely, we use ShareASale and, and Reversion right now, actually. We use both of them primarily because ShareASale has access to larger kind of referral engines like uh, Reward Style specifically, mm-hmm. I guess, because we're in the fashion space. And I think that's such an interesting point you make about different types of affiliates. So fundamentally, like you have to kind of determine what your offer is, like what percentage of sales you're going to offer. And I think that's like a whole conversation in itself, figuring that out, what's realistic, et cetera. But can you talk a little bit more about the types of affiliates? Because in my business, we typically only work with, I think, one type of affiliate, and that would be more like an influencer. Well, two. One is an influencer who like has our product and we do like more influencer campaigns for, so they get a person percentage of the sales when they promote about it online. And then the other one would be more like a content creator, like somebody who's creating directories of like sustainable fashion brands. And then they're part of our affiliate program, but we kind of stop there. We haven't really gone farther, but I understand there's other types of affiliates you can partner with. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. I actually did a blog post about this the last week, I believe. I talked about 11 different types of affiliates that brands should consider bringing into their affiliate program. So we'll just take your example. So you work with review that produce content and the influencers. So what I always tell brands is to diversify your affiliate base, because if for some reason an influencer or two stop working with you, your Mm -hmm. program's in trouble. Mm -hmm. Or if a review gets taken down, an affiliate takes down the review, whatever. If your eggs are all in that one basket or two baskets, it's definitely putting you in a vulnerable situation because if something does happen, you're starting over again and you may not even want to start again because you're so frustrated because yeah. it's like it's crushing because you went from making money to now making any money. So the different types of affiliates. So there's, I'll go over a few. I'm not going to go over all, all yeah, of them, sure. but there's coupon and deal site. Not every brand likes to work with them, but they do have their place and they do provide value in certain ways, like the retail me nots and you know, ebates and, and things like that. The ones that offer coupons, those are a type. Then there's email affiliates. So there's people out there that have email lists specifically for your vertical. And mm-hmm. what they do is they will just email their lists with your product, with Philly links in there, and then they drive drive the revenue that way. There's also different ones like shopping cart abandonment affiliate. They're not newer, but they're getting more publicity nowadays. And so some of you may have the shopping cart abandonment solution hooked up to your website, which is great. But these companies are acting as affiliates and they only get paid when they recover conversions for you. So that's another way. Then there's retargeting. like So all the retargeting ads and things like that, they act as affiliates and they put their own 
budget into it. And again, they only get paid when a conversion happens. There's actually paid search affiliates. So instead of you putting all the money into paid search ads, there's affiliates that actually do that and only get paid a commission. There's the loyalty website. So the in the cashback websites, those types are, and there's charities out there that act as affiliates because they don't take money. They don't make a lot of money. So they just use affiliate links to promote products and generate revenue that way. So there are many different ways. And you can think about affiliate marketing, I guess it's a channel, but what it does, it encompasses all marketing channels. So the social media, there's affiliates that do just social media. Mm-hmm. So basically, if you could think of a person to promote your brand in any way, there's probably an affiliate out there for it. There's also the mass media publishers are now getting into this, like the BuzzFeeds of the world and those type of online publications are now affiliates. And I'm going to do one more. There's product feed affiliates. So if you have a product feed, like, like a Google feed, and you can put that in your affiliate program and affiliates will go in there and pull that and just use that. So again, there's so many different types of affiliates that you should be looking at all of them and finding ones that may be a good fit. Again, not all of them are going to be good fits, but you want to find the ones that are and test it out and see if it's going to work. And, and, if, and if not, you can move on. And it's really not a big risk because really no money exchanging hands. If they don't work out and they don't send sales, you just move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's such a good point. I mean, that's a lot of ideas there that Rick just gave everybody for uh, types of affiliates. And we'll definitely link to his blog post in the show notes as well, the full 11. Some of those I'd never even considered or heard of. So I'm curious because like platforms like ShareASale, like you mentioned, they have like affiliate, I guess, databases. So you can do like outreach as well as you get a lot of inbound requests. Refersion just opened up a marketplace, I guess, some a few years ago, maybe. So we get a few inbound requests, but I find it's a lot of outreach. Is that your experience with like affiliate marketing and are there any best practices in recruiting affiliates or setting up a system to do that? Yeah, absolutely. This is the part right here that I think cripples a lot of brands mm-hmm. is recruiting affiliates because you can't just build an affiliate program and they'll show up. You're going to get people to show up, but it's not going to be the people you really want. Mm-hmm. So I'm just taking a guess here. But when you started your program on share sale, the first hundred affiliates are probably 99 of them were coupon sites, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And we don't do coupon sites, so we decline them all. <laughs> right. So that's exactly my point. So they come in, that's uh, reactive recruiting. So it's just people finding you. But the proactive piece of going out and finding the affiliates is the challenge. And it's not easy. You have to have a strategy to do it. And finding the right affiliates is not about the number of affiliates you find. It's just about the quality of them. And that's what I like to tell brands all the time is you may have 100 affiliates in your program, but only five are actually producing anything. But you could have probably had 20 to 25 really good ones sending one or two sales and make everything look a lot better and you have less outreach to do in terms of trying to activate the other affiliates. So I always say that more isn't always better, but you want to make sure that when you're doing the recruiting, you understand who you're actually targeting. So for your brand, it's the sustainable clothing. You want to find out, okay, who, what type of content affiliates am I looking for? And then just focus on that for a few weeks, reach out to them, follow up with them, things like that. And then the next month you hit another set of potential prospects because if you do it all once, you're going to be overwhelmed and it's going to just frustrate you and you're not going to see the results and you're going to say affiliate marketing doesn't work and you're going to close it down. And that's what I see all too often. And it doesn't have to be that way. You have to be patient because affiliate marketing is not something that you set up and you're going to be making a ton of money right away. It takes a few months to get everything going. You got to build the relationships with the affiliates and have them trust you. And then 
and it also takes time to create content. You can't just expect them to create content the next day. So that's where I sit on affiliate recruiting is just be patient and have a plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's such great advice. I love that idea of doing like quality over quantity when it comes to this, because my experience in the beginning when I started the affiliate program was, <laughs> you know, you get overwhelmed because you're like, okay, I need to get 50 affiliates. And then you're like, okay, wait, it takes me like, you know, weeks to get like two quality affiliates. But like, that's so much better than having just a bunch of like garbage in your program that's not actually referring. And it's maybe not as aligned and maybe the traffic's not converting. So it's diluting your conversion rate. So I think that's such a great tip. So speaking of kind of mistakes, I'm just curious, like what other mistakes do you see entrepreneurs making when they're starting out in affiliate marketing? Not doing research on their competitors. Hmm. So that's the first thing that I do or my company does. Like what we do is when we bring on a new client and we're either starting an affiliate program or taking it over, we do thorough competitive analysis because there's times where your commission rate is a lot lower than your competitors and you're wondering why you're not getting the attention for your affiliate program you you think you should get. You might not be offering the affiliates any incentives along the way. You may have your terms of service may not be up to par, but finding out what your competitors are doing is probably the most important piece of, of an affiliate program. I'm going to go back. So what I see is a lot of times when I go into these accounts and I take over, their commission, they say that they pay the most, but then in reality, they don't. Their commissions are uh, lower than their competitors. And it just comes back to having the, the affiliate program be as competitive as possible. You don't have to be more than your competitors, but you want to be at least on the same level. For example, we'll just tell so your competitors may be at 10%. You can be 10%, but you can also have a tiered structure that brings them up to like 13% based on sales volume. So you're not giving everyone 13%, but you can provide ways for them to get higher percentages and your competitors may not be doing that. Or often I see is you don't offer your affiliates any incentives to keep promoting. So your affiliates are driving sales, but you're not rewarding them for doing that. So they're making you money, but what's the incentive for them to keep going and to go even harder? You got to understand that they're people too, and that they want to be rewarded for their hard work. And it may be just as simple as if they generate five more sales in the last month, you give them like a bonus of like 50 bucks or a hundred bucks, whatever it is. So you got to just make sure that the affiliates know that you're noticing what they're doing, you care about them. And that will also go a long way if they ever think about promoting another brand. They're like, well, this brand is it really takes care of me. They may not pay the most, but they take care of me with bonuses and things like that. So, and that's what it comes back in all in the competitive analysis is finding out all this stuff, joining their competitors' email list, like their, their website to see what kind of promotions are running. And even I recommend joining their affiliate program just to see what kind of communications they're doing through the affiliate program because that's the best information you can find right there. And I'm not saying you got to copy everything to do, but testing, it's all about testing. If you're not testing, then you're not really learning what could be helping you in the future. So the biggest mistake I see is just not understanding competition and not taking care of your affiliates like you should. Yeah, that's great advice. I remember when I was first setting up my payment tiers and I was like, I'm going to give 5% of sales to affiliate. And I ended up talking to one of my influencers who was like a really great influencer for us at the time. And I'm like, so like, what's the average percentage payout you get from like your affiliate programs? And she's like 15 to 20 uh, from Mm -hmm. like the top tier ones. And I'm really motivated to promote. And I was like, whoa, I am way off base here with this one. So 
I started to realize that that is really important to a lot of affiliates. And again, also performance marketing. So increasing it as they start increasing the amount of traffic and value that they're providing your brand. I think that's great advice. Um, and I've learned actually a lot through like service-based affiliate programs. So I'm part of a few through my podcast and man, they are so good at like keeping in contact with affiliates and like sending information and providing opportunities for like co-branded content and all this kind of stuff. It's been really inspiring. I haven't really found a ton of like product-based ones, I would say. I'm like wowed by, but granted, I haven't joined like a ton of those, only a few, but I found like the software industry, they're very good with affiliate marketing. Yeah, that's a totally different animal. The B2B Mm -hmm. space is totally different. I'm not going to get into any of that. I don't want to accuse anybody. Yeah, totally. (laughs) So I guess to wrap up, like what are some key metrics that if somebody's running an affiliate program, like what should they be looking at to measure the success? Is it like the percentage of sales from affiliate marketing? Is it like click-through rates or conversion rates by affiliates? Like what are some of those key things that you look at for your clients? Obviously, uh, revenue is the top of the list, but you want to also identify the active affiliates versus the inactive affiliates. So the active ones can either be clicks and sales or clicks, no sales or or sales. So you determine that number and then you can reach out to those people individually and find out, okay, you're sending clicks, but what can we do to help you convert those clicks? Maybe it's a messaging issue. It's something you got to find out what it is and the CPA, like what you're actually paying out per transaction, that'll help you. Your conversion rate is definitely going to be up there because you want to make sure that your conversion rate is in line with your website's conversion rate because there's some affiliates that'll drive traffic and drive down that conversion rate. And you want to you want to stop that before it really becomes an issue um, because they may be sending non-qualified traffic. So revenue, obviously, clicks, CPA, and then conversion rate and your active affiliates, those are the ones that are probably the most important for getting started. And then once you get an established program, there's, you can look at anything. I look for clients. What we look at is like new customers versus existing customers. Our affiliates driving more new versus existing. And then from there, we can go into strategies of, okay, well, they're driving more existing. So we don't want that. We want them to drive more new. So we'll incentivize them more on new customers and, and take the percentage down for existing customers. There's so many ways when you read the data, you can strategize on how to improve it from there too. Oh, I love that about the new versus repeat customers. So interesting because you definitely don't want to be paying that high percentage for a repeat customer if you can re-engage them through like email or something like that instead. I know that this has been really great. Personally, I've learned a lot about affiliate marketing and I know that all of our listeners are going to really appreciate all the information you've provided. So tell me a little bit about what you're working on right now. Like, do you take on like business clients and are you working on any tools or educational courses that can help e-commerce businesses learn more about affiliate marketing? Yeah. So first thing I have, my agency is Bearcat Media. We do the full service program management. We, we go from setup to taking over existing programs and we manage it day to day. We do all the recruiting, all the activation, anything that goes into managing an affiliate program, we handle for clients and that a la carte basis too. You can pick and choose what you want. And also we are working on a course which has come out of a few conversations I had with people on starting an affiliate program for small boutique, like handmade e-commerce brands. They seem to not understand affiliate marketing because there's so many different messages out there about it and the misconception. So I'm creating a course on how small e-commerce brands can start an affiliate program and have it up and running in a couple of weeks for a minimal amount of money. And I'm going to be doing a course going over what platforms to consider, what type of affiliates you should look into and how to incentivize 
incentivize them and activating them and things like that. So that's going to be a course coming out probably mid-summer, I would say. Awesome. Yeah. So we'll definitely get the link from Rick when that course launches and update this podcast episode show notes with it and share it in the group as well. So let's wrap up with a couple of hot seat questions. So these are just like one or two word quick answers. The first thing that comes to your mind. So I'm going to pick a few of these since we only have a few minutes left, but what's your one non-negotiable step in your morning routine? my exercise. If I don't have my uh, DDPY, it's um, yoga for men primarily, I can't function. Oh, interesting. I'll have to look that up. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Former, he's a former professional wrestler, got hurt a lot and created his own fitness program. And it's amazing. Yeah. Yoga is amazing. I love that you do that every day though. That's awesome. So what's your favorite business book that you've ever read? Extreme ownership is, is probably the, the one that I love the most. It's from the Navy SEALs. They highlight, talk about like ownership over everything, but all the stories go back to their battles in Iraq back in the early 2000s. It's really great. It really hammers home a lot of good business topics as well. Yeah, I've not heard of that one. So we'll figure out that link and link to it in the show notes. And last but not least, what is your favorite podcast that you're subscribed to right now? Uh, my favorite podcast has to be some, it's called Business Lunch. Okay. It's an arm of Digital Marketer. I'm not sure you're oh, familiar yeah. with, with yeah. that. It's a brand of Digital Marketer. They talk to uh, high-performing seven, eight, nine-figure entrepreneurs all the time to help the listeners grow their businesses. And there's different strategies and things like that. But besides that podcast, I, I listen to a lot, but that's my favorite one. And I have a podcast too. I don't know. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah, What's your podcast called? It's the Rick McGinnis Show. Oh, nice. It's all about affiliate program management. So if any of your guests want to go check it out, there's about 35 episodes and they're all topics on affiliate programs, how to grow them and things like that. Awesome. So we'll link to your podcast in the show notes. Yeah. Now, just to wrap up, where else can people find you online? What are the key websites and what's your Instagram? I don't really use Instagram that much. Okay. I primarily use LinkedIn. Okay. So you can just search my name, Rick McGinnis. Mm -hmm. I put a lot of content out. I put probably about four to five pieces of content out a day there, primarily on affiliate program management. So that's where you can find me there. And my website is affiliateprogrammanagement.co. Okay. Awesome. And also I wanted to just say, I have a course, not a course, but an event I did back in February that if any of your listeners want to get access to it, I had 20 speakers uh, do separate sessions on all topics for affiliate program. So if any of them want to have access to that, I can definitely give them free access to that as well. Ooh, that would be amazing. Yeah, let's definitely connect and put a link in the show notes for that because I know that to continue, we only had about 30 minutes. So I know we've just yeah. started to like scratch the surface of affiliate marketing and I'm sure all the listeners would love to further their education on that. So thank you very much for that generous offer. Really appreciate it. No problem. All right, so that wraps up today's episode. Thank you so much, Rick, for your time. I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure learning more about affiliate marketing and thank you for coming on the show. No, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Brave and Boss, the podcast. If you want to take your e-commerce brand to the next level, be sure to check out my website at christysumer.com, where you can find all the show notes, free resources, and blog posts, and principles to help you grow your online store. You can also follow me at K-R-I-S-T-I-S-O-O-M-E-R on Instagram. Find your purpose, make it happen. I'll talk to you soon.